Don't call me from the airport to say goodbye because I'm still sound asleep. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know where you are and I know where you're going. And uh, call me when you get there. But don't wake me up. Anyway. All right, Keith. Yeah, I, Dad, have you signed up for your Threads account yet? Uh, no, I haven't. But I do understand that if I'm an Instagram subscriber, I think I'm automatically a Threads subscriber. So that's part of where Zuck has... Uh, has juiced the numbers because uh, you know Instagram gets you immediately into threads. So, uh, I, but a, I don't think it's that easy. I think you have to do something. I think you have to make yeah. it proactive. Uh, you know, you have to click on a, a button. You have to sign up, give your email, something like that. But it's well, pretty well, easy. But I'm not. And let's face it; it's a hell of a database to market into. But nope, you know, I'm, an, I'm an anti-Zuck guy. I'm barely on Facebook. I'm not yeah. a Zuck fan. So, and do we need another social media outlet? All right. Well, anyway. Just a, just a thought. Uh, so let's get this show started. This week, I, you know, we've got actually things have begun to pick up a little. Let's talk a little bit about Odyssey. And, and, and really what I'm interested in hearing you say or hearing you talk about is if I'm a local seller for Odyssey, mm-hmm. how does that work with this go- turmoil going on at a corporate level? Oh, and okay. I don't know about you, but everybody was just stunned this weekend when All Access announced that uh, they were shutting down. So I want to talk about that. Yeah, and and has Byron Allen called you? Because it looks like the ABC TV stations are going to be on the market, and maybe this is Byron's opportunity to pick up a batch of major market stations in a dying business. (laughs) You know what? No, he hasn't called me, and by the way, I think the only white guy Byron's going to call is Bob Iger. Bob Iger, yeah. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. (laughs) So I would like to welcome everybody back to another edition of Media Insultant, our Opinions and comments. I'm in Seattle. I'm Jackson Dell Weaver. Three names: Jackson Dell Weaver, but I go by Jackson. So, and in sunny Southern California is Keith Adams Samuel. That's not his real name, but what is your middle name? Come to think of it, my middle name is Keith. What's your first name? Jack. Jack Keith Samuel. I'm Jack right. Keith Samuels the second. Second. Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. We don't have um, enough time in this podcast to give your name and my name together. I'm just about <laughs> we're out of time by then. So we would like to welcome you, however, to the Wednesday, July nineteenth episode. That's right. Okay. Of Media Insultant. We got a really good reaction to You Can't Make This Shit Up last week, where we just told stories from the radio and the TV business. And and last week, I promised to tell a story about a strange sales strategy that turned out to be disastrous and deadly. So can can I go ahead and tell you this story, Ooh. Keith? Well, I've had disastrous, but not deadly. So yes, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear. Okay, well, last week we talked about a time period when Eric Rhodes and I were running a radio station in Salt Lake City, KLRZ, Z95. Oh, that's right. Uh, the, Jell-O, the Jell-O deal you did. The Jell-O deal, yeah. We did the Jell-O jump at KLRZ. Well, this station, as I said, was owned by Eric Rhodes. Now, Eric also publishes Radio Inc. and RBR and some art publications and videos uh, today. But at the time, we were running this radio station in Salt Lake, and, and a woman applied for a sales job. And she was really a good applicant. And it was a little easier hiring people back then. But still, she, was, she stood out. She was professional, smart, well-educated. And best of all, in a lot of ways, she was really good-looking, but in a sweet way, not in an assumptive way. She just was really a sweet, good-looking girl. Okay. Uh, and now I know this is going to sound very sexist, but 
here's what we thought. We thought her talent combination would be dynamite with the car dealers in the market. And we hadn't had a lot of luck with the car dealers yet. Now, Salt Lake City may be a Mormon town, but those car dealerships <laughs> are still run by men. And uh, beautiful people have an easier way in the door. Right, Keith? Yeah. They seem to, yes. And by the way, this was probably before Larry Miller owned every, and, and, and Ken Garf owned every dealership in the market. So there were probably lots of independents back then? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, I think Larry uh, already had a couple of dealerships, but you're right. It was, it was before a lot of the automotive consolidation. So I don't, I don't know what her, I don't remember her name, but I'm going to call her Betty to protect her privacy. We hired her, and over the next six months, she did great. She took to the training well. She integrated well with the staff. She was always ready to help out whenever we needed something for a remote or something like that, even if it wasn't her dealer or her, her account. And she did well not only with the car dealers, but with a whole variety of clients, because she really was a sweet lady. But she was also married, which was good, and we hoped that would minimize kind of the leering effect, and it did. Because in addition to being married, she was married to a Salt Lake City cop. A very nice guy for a while. And then we noticed that he started showing up at the station all hours of the day. Wanted to know where Betty was and who was she calling on and what was she doing. I was GSM at the time. Eric was running the joint. And we became increasingly concerned about this apparent jealousy. He'd come in and sometimes he he was really hot under the collar. And... We couldn't help but overhear some phone calls she had with her husband, who was berating her for God knows what. But it was obvious she was on the defensive all the time. And then the next trick, the next click on the uh, dial is he pulled over several of our staff members for bogus reasons as they're driving around town. I don't think he ever pulled me over. And he didn't pull Eric over. But he pulled over a couple of salespeople. He pulled over a couple of jocks. I think he just wanted us to know who was in charge. Okay. So... Uh, we're going along, and we, we know we've got a problem brewing here. We don't know what to do with it, but you know, one you don't know morning, what the problem. What's the problem? The, you know, the problem is a jealous husband. Ah, uh, yes, very jealous husband. All yeah. right, very did jealous. He have any, did he have any reason to be jealous? Not one. That was the thing that was so. Oh. Uh, it just she was dedicated to this guy, and they were the perfect couple in everybody's estimation. But, you know, jealousy doesn't have, isn't a logical response for a lot of people. And so, anyway, one morning, just before about 11 o'clock, a swarm of Salt Lake City cops show up at the radio station, and they're looking for Betty. I mean, this is like five or six guys. She was in the building, so they took her down to the front lobby of the station, sat her down, and as gently as possible, if you can do this gently as possible, explained that her husband had just shot himself with his police revolver. Oh. He, he oh. was so convinced she was fooling around on him, he couldn't take it anymore. He took his own life. And, and I was just remembering. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's she horrible, was, oh, Jackson. Terrible. It was that's just a, terrible. That's a and horrible I, story. And I looked oh. at Eric. I remember I looked at Eric and I said, I'm going to go buy a Subway sandwich franchise. This is too crazy a business. It just, it really was terrible. That's why I say it was a disaster and deadly. So. You know, but we've all got interesting hiring stories. And, yeah. uh, and well, you, you know, I know you can't make this up, but gosh, that's a bummer of a story. I'm I'm bummed out. I don't I don't know if I can do the rest of the show. Okay, that's okay. sad. Come on, if you can't do the rest of the show, I've got Chat GPT online too. Okay, okay. 
Listen, I know. Everybody... Wait a minute. I'm, I'm back. I'm fine. I can do okay, it. Okay, good. Rejuvenated. <laughs> the depression lasted mere seconds. Okay, this weekend just blew everybody away when we heard that all access was going to shut down. I, I, I was just stunned. Uh, this is a trade publication that has been around for 30 years, almost 30 years, served the radio and the TV community, uh, probably the most complex uh, and all-encompassing media radio format. I mean, tons of content. Music rankings, station ratings, news updates, job opportunities, uh, interviews, directories, uh, all kinds of columns. It ratings. Was, he, yeah. had a great, he had a great directory of all the markets rated by Nielsen and, and uh, Eastland. He was amazing. It was, great. it was just great. A lot of content, About apparently about 100,000 subscribers. I think he had started it as an online as an online platform. I don't think he'd ever had a, a printed version. So he's uh, closing up, he says, on the 15th of May, which I read that as a Hail Mary for a potential buyer, which is uh, possible. The uh, The guy who owns it's a guy by the name of Joel Denver, a great guy, a real radio guy, and uh, this is just a devastating thing. He blames it on financial headwinds, which everybody uses these days, uh, which is not to say it's not true. Uh, he wasn't real specific, but he made a comment about um, music. Something changed in the music industry in January that had a big impact on his mm-hmm. revenue. I, I'm not sure what that was. But I do know that if you look at it, radio no longer breaks the music it used to. So where he used to have a lot of clients in the music business, we always envied him in the trades business because because he, had, he could tap into radio accounts and the music accounts. And so, you know, with new music being introduced by TikTok these days, you know, it's um, it, it, it's a different it's a different space for advertising. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and, and, what and, was your and, reaction? Well, I, I was I was shocked as well. I'm a faithful daily reader of All Access, and I use their ratings to track, you know, um, you know, some of the old stations I used to work at, uh, and how they're doing now that I'm gone. Suck on it. Anyway, um, th- but uh, I, I was stunned. Um, and, and so were guys that I reached out to when I, 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 found, I found out the news. But I think you're right that, that this business model that Joel had was really unique because there were a lot of programming people that read all access, much more so than Inside Radio, much more so than uh, Jerry Del Colliano's <laughs> newsletter. You know, those are managers, sales guys, CEOs, executives, you know, kind of thing. That, that's who they're targeting. Uh, but, but Joel had a, an interesting dual mix there. And frankly, it helped me know what was going on in music because the labels were buying all these like homepage takeovers and these and these big ads, and you could hear what you could see what new act was coming in, what new song, how it was ranking, how it was trending, you know, it was moving up the charts, you know, all that kind of stuff that we used to get from Billboard, but Billboard's right. no longer in business. Um, so I, you know, well, I, they are, I, but. I, but- I, well, no, not anywhere close to what they used to be. So I'm, I'm kind of stunned. So I guess that, that change in the music business, but also I think there's a change on, on who's programming radio stations where you have now brand managers instead of program directors overseeing an entire market or several markets, and you don't have the individual PD uh, you know, at each station that wants to kind of keep up on what's going on in the business. But I think also is that, is that most, most radio that we know is programmed corporately, so you've got you've got your you know you've got your head rock guy, you've got your head country gal, you've got con, you know, the consultants. So instead of having two thousand eager readers, you now have twenty. And and yeah. by the way, they don't need Joel to know what's going on because they've got all the research and the data 
uh, you know that they need. So it's 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 a it's a change. It's an evolution. I don't think anybody's going to buy it. I'll be stunned if somebody does. And maybe because we went through this in L.A. I don't know half dozen years ago uh, because there was an LARadio.com website. Uh, and you've mentioned some of the regional websites, and we've shared that one from Seattle, that QZVX. But in L.A., it was L.A. Radio, and it had lots of loyal readers, but it was free, and no one was willing to pay for it. And and this, you know, and they, 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 this, this, this site tracked all of the people in radio in L.A., all the way to their death, you know, through retirement, through firings and all this stuff. But you couldn't make any money on it, so... He shut the, the site still exists, kind of in his historical uh, landmark, but you know it's not being updated. So it's it's you know I don't know what's going to happen with uh, you know is everybody going to now go to Inside Radio? Inside Radio is what it is, you know. Um, I, I just going to leave a big big gaping hole in our business, and particularly for us insultants who like to keep track of what's going on. Well, and you hit it on the head. You know, it was unique in its blend of uh, music intensity and radio intensity. And where those, where those Venn diagrams overlapped each other. So, and I guess you know the truth is it's a pretty foreboding sign for the radio industry. You know, um, some of the consolidation maybe is necessary on the trade side of it, but at the end of the day, it uh, says that we are in a business that's slowly fading to black. And mm. so I'm I'm very concerned about it from that standpoint. I am too. Well, fortunately, one of our uh, one of our loyal listeners is a good friend of Joel's, and and uh, doesn't live too far away from Joel. And um, so if if there's any other scoop, I'm sure we'll get we'll get it, and uh, we'll pass it along to. Uh, I'll, I'll put it up on our new media insultant Twitter page. Threads page. No, he, we're, uh, on, we're on we're on Twitter. We're just getting used to Twitter. Ah, you know, so there you go. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, you know, the, uh, the the other thing is Joel is a real class act. He did a great job. He's got a lot of friends in the business, and it'll be interesting to see if he has one more final chapter in his career. Go for it, Joel. We love you, man. You got it. Odyssey is starting their long-anticipated debt conversations. I, I don't know why that's ever news. I mean, if they haven't had debt conversations for the last year, I'd be stunned. <laughs> You know, I guess they wanted to wait till after they did their reverse, which the reverse on the uh, the reverse split on their stock was a thirty to one, which interestingly is the most you can do. Right. But they're up to a buck sixty today, so maybe it wasn't a terrible move. But it swings all over. It was a buck twenty two days ago. So, <laughs> yeah. What can I say? A dollar sixty when it used to be sixteen. Um, yeah. They, oh, well. Uh, I, no, you yeah, can't ha- count that. You got to take sixteen and multiply it by thirty to get what the real ratio that, was. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, they went they went from one hundred thirty seven and a half million shares down to four point six of Class A shares. Wow! They went from four million Class B shares down to one hundred thirty five thousand. Oh! And so when they performed this miraculous thirty to one reverse split, or one for thirty, whatever it is. Uh, the stock was selling at nine cents, so uh, they got it up to over a dollar, which is good. Now they can they can keep their listing, um, but but pretty 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 uh, pretty scary financial times at uh, Odyssey. Well, and you know the question that I've got is this is a big deal, and uh, they're going to probably renegotiate the debt. You and I disagree on who's going to stay in charge of the company. I think they'll keep David because uh, I really don't have any reason to believe that, except that you know who else are they going to get? You think they'll uh, do what if if the if the if the debt holders take over the company? Well, just because I want to take the other position, you know, the point counterpoint position, like they used to do on sixty minutes. 
is that is that yeah, I think that um, I think I think things are so bad financially at Odyssey, um, and 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 almost irretrievable that is that they go different direction. Now, sitting on the board of Odyssey is a, the the guy that used to run CBS Radio, with Joel Hollander. So Joel is an easy default if Joel wants to work that hard, and you know I you know being on a board of directors is a lot different than running the company day to day. But I think there's a short. Li- I, I I think there there are there are I don't know half a dozen people just off the top of my head that could come in and do a better job than David Fields and Susan Larkin running this company. I mean, with their with with one hand tied behind their back, as Rush Limbaugh used to say. Um, and, you know, no half my brain tied behind my back. That's what he used to say. But you know, you got guys out there like Jackson Dell Weaver. You got guys out there like Clancy Woods. You got John Fulham, who's done some work for them. You got Kim Guthrie and Bob Neal, former Cox execs. You know, just off the top of my head, you got people out there. Got that, Jeff Warshaw that, that ran. Yeah, right. Uh, well, Jeff Warshaw, another story. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, guys who've, who've run successful big groups and are great managers and great people and great radio people or audio, whatever you want to say. And I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm these lenders, I'm going, why do I want to turn it back over? Why do I want to go through all this and still have you run this company, David? You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to look around and we're going to sniff around. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, I, you know, I think that I think it's um, even their CFO has admitted that they are barely, if not not, Barely. A going concern. A going concern. And so yeah. what do you do? Oh, man. Well, let me ask you this. Um, it, Odyssey's got hundreds of stations all over the country, and you've got local managers who uh, are having to live through this. How do you think they should handle this situation with their people? What kind of an approach should he, should they, he or she take to managing this with his programming people, his on-air people, his salespeople, and the market? So that this doesn't turn out to be just a complete shit show at a local level, too. Well, and it, and it might already be. It might be too late for that. Um, I know the the uh, uh, the trades are filled every day with somebody at Odyssey, and I've called it the Odyssey Way on this show for the last two and a half years. And the Odyssey Way is that oh yeah, if you're a successful brand manager at you know let's just say L.A., well you're going to get or you know. Uh, Phoenix, like they, they had a guy in Phoenix who got named brand manager for stations in Chattanooga last week. So you're gonna you're gonna find yourself the way you're gonna keep your job and 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 by the way keep it a job in radio. And that's the other part of the the uh, all access story that makes it sad is that there are some really good talented staffers that Joel has on there that manage the news desk and that write columns for him and news stories that are out of work, you know, with this. So it's not it's not an easy time to find work in radio and. It, Believe me, if you're working for Odyssey, where are you going to go? You're going to go to iHeart? No, well, you've already done that. Are you going to go to, you know, Cumulus? Uh, uh, Cumulus? Uh, no, yeah. uh, not unless you have to. Uh, you know, are you going to go to Alpha or Town Square? You're going to you're going to move to Bozeman? Come back. Come back. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so, sorry. But so, what if you do? If your local manager. Um, you just try to say, look, we've got our own stations, we've got our own identities, we've got our own audiences, and no matter what happens to the company, nothing's going to happen to that relationship. Okay, right. so we have to, and we have our own clients, so we have to, you know, have to. Um, if we're in the business to, to to serve our clients and our listeners, nothing changes that. 
Okay, and it, it won't change whoever makes makes who becomes president or group head. That doesn't change either. You know, uh, the politics changes, but the but our purpose doesn't change. So let's just keep doing this. The the problem that they have then with that message is the desperation for revenue that this group now has. Okay. This group, well, all groups have a desperation for revenue, but this one particularly does, because they're going to have to show, you know, some revenue growth or at least holding steady with revenue. And the only way you can do that is to not turn down any business. Is yeah. just to go do yeah. what you need to do to get the buys. You're going to cut the deals. You're going to cut the rates. There's blood in the water, and and you know, and and well, there's blood in the water for the industry, but it's particularly difficult for um, for for Odyssey. So. You know, go out and get the business, no matter what it takes. I'm not going to turn down any deal. You know, no, no reasonable offer refused. And let's just take care of our advertisers and our audience. And it's, so it's kind of a mixed message. It's a tough, difficult time for any Odyssey manager, let alone an Odyssey employee. Yep, yep. Well, and speaking of uh, being stressed out uh, and stressed out <laughs> assets, I'm going to transition here to our next story, which is Disney. You know, the Mighty Mouse is uh, giving some real serious thought to selling ABC TV stations. And these are kick-ass major market TV stations. WLS, KGO, uh, WABC, KBC. I mean, they have a great list, uh, although relatively short compared to the other groups. But they have great television stations. And it looks like Bob Iger, uh, who just signed a new two-year contract, is going to sell them. And uh, he says they are not core assets anymore. Right. Which must be a real kick in the teeth because the entire Disney company, the media side, has been built on these TV stations. These were enormously, between these and the networks, enormously profitable TV stations. But, you know, I hear that revenues are down 30%, 30% over last year. And that doesn't totally surprise me. And, you know... Retrans is only gonna is only gonna pay for so long. So he wants to get out of these TV stations, and he wants to do it now. Now my question is, who would buy these? Who would buy these stations? This is the equivalent of buying Western Union in 1950. Unless unless your business model is to have as many, so you can have as big a footprint. Get right up to that thirty-nine percent that the FCC allows you to have in terms of audience, you know, coverage of the of the U.S. and bump up to that. And there's no one who wants more, who wants a seat at that big table, that big banquet of TV revenue and retrans revenue, than Byron Allen. So you know, uh, he tried to, he wanted to buy Tegna. His offer wasn't good enough. Hey, Sue Kim, who had Standard General, who tried to buy Tegna, you know, he's probably calling Bob Iger too. Uh, you know, Apollo might want part of that deal. Yeah, um, but there but are groups I, that want the size. They think that they can they can use their foot the size of their footprint to win. And I think what Iger's realizing is that his footprint, at least on the television uh, station side, is too small. Too small. Too it's small. Too small. And Even though he's in the best markets, it's it's not enough. It and doesn't matter he, anymore. Yeah, and so he's got this—he's got this difficult situation of having a television network, and a, and, a, and a group of O and O radio, uh, O and O television stations. He's out of radio, and so uh, you know, it's he, hey, he's even looking for a strategic partner for ESPN. 
And now ESPN has been a bigger cash cow than the TV stations division for the yes. last couple of decades. Yes. You know, because they're getting their subscriber fees, plus they're getting ad revenue. I mean, it's it's a great business. But he's slashing and burning at ESPN because ESPN is no longer competing with other television networks, you know, and, and, and traditional sports properties. No, they're competing against Amazon and, and YouTube. And, YouTube. and Apple. So he's got all these tech companies kicking his ass for rights. It could be Apple ESPN next year, who for all we know. Yeah. But, yeah, so Iger was up at Sun Valley. So maybe we have to give a little bit of a credit to the altitude. Maybe he was, you know, a little high. The air's a little thin up there in Ketchum. And, uh, you know, maybe he's at this big-ass conference up there with all the mucky mucks. And, and, and he's going to – he let it out. He let the word out. So now he's got guys – that he's sitting down at lunch or he's going up on the chairlift with to do a little afternoon hike. Yeah, I'll sell you the TV group. Yeah, I'm, you know, so you know, this is how these deals get done. You know, they, they schmooze and booze and, uh, and a little altitude, and, you know, we'll see what comes out of this. We'll see if any speculation comes out of it. I, <laughs> I, I, think, um, I think the time may have passed when these stations have the value he'd like to extract from them. I think you start comparing uh, this to as an add-on to gray or sinclair or next star even tegna and you know i mean well, you know tegna is a good example you know tegna's got much more mass than yeah. abc has so you know it's a i don't i don't know where they fit i do know this if you look at across this this business you and i have spent our entire lives in newspapers are basically gone radio has had declining revenue for more than a decade Magazines, for all practical purposes, are gone. Cable is losing 10 million subscribers a year. Mm-hmm. The OTT channels, Netflix, Hulu, all those guys, they can't make any money. And if it weren't for retrans, TV would be out of business. I'd say that the media com- complex, as we know it, the media structure as we know it, is collapsing. I don't know what it's going to look like when it's reformed, but, man, it's a mess right now, Keith. It is, and uh, uh, and we used to be able to sell our way out of it, Jackson. You know, we used to be able to go out and make more calls, and get more new business in, and um, you know, all those dollars are either getting sucked up into digital, or uh, thanks to the COVID lockdowns, these businesses are out of business, or they've so consolidated that they don't, you know, they they've got a better way to do it. That's right. Hey, That's you know, and it, by the way, if you're major retail, you don't need ABC. You just have your own retail network. You know, so you've got, you know, Walmart, Costco, all the major retailers, uh, you know, Kroger. They're all in the media. But they got their own networks running in, in, in stores. So what the hell do I need these guys for? So, yeah, it's uh, we are we are living through exciting times, my friend. We are. Well, before we we run and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this has gone way too quickly again. We do want to invite anybody who's got comments or stories to pass on. Just drop us a line, Jackson, at IntownMedia.com. And, uh, Keith, as you and I both know, it's a, we do this thing called Media Insultant every week on Wednesday. Uh, and we're sponsored by InTown Media, whether we know it or not. <laughs> and you can find the podcast on any podcasting platform. Videos are in the Media Insultant Showcase on Vimeo. And we drop a new show each Wednesday. So... Keith, till we do this again next week, what can I say, buddy? Go have a good week. Let's see if something exciting doesn't come out of all of this. Yeah, buckle up, Jackson. It'll be another wild ride in radio and television this week. So, And by the way, you can also reach us at mediainsultant at gmail.com. 
So if you're a Gmailer, you can reach, reach us at mediaconsultant at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. All right, buddy. I got to run. Have, Have a, a great good week. one. See you, buddy.